Hey, y'all, before we get started, if you are enjoying this podcast, if you've listened to several episodes and have learned anything, if you'll do me a favor, take a screenshot and share this with someone who is a newbie in your life, who's interested in NFTs, but might feel overwhelmed. We want to get this education into the hands as many or the ears as many people as we can. So if you'll do me a favor and share this with one person in your life who you know would enjoy this content and have some fun learning about NFTs, we definitely appreciate it. Let's get into the show. So I have gotten a ton of questions, valid ones, about how in the world do we create NFTs? I'm getting kind of jealous. Everybody's buying NFTs. Well, what happens when you want to create your own collection? That's what we're digging into today on NFTs for newbies. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I, were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you, and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. Everyone, welcome back. So Heather and I are here. We have some awesome guests, but here's Here's the deal. Heather already mentioned it, but we're going to talk about how to create an NFT. If you are just kind of like, I'm going to pass, go. I don't want to collect 200 bucks. I want to create. I am a creator. I'm an artist or I see what the NFT community has done and I want to do that. That's why we're here and that's why our guests are here. So Heather, if you want to introduce. Yeah. Before we get started, if you have a question on anything that we talk about, uh, our email is nfts for number 4 newbies at gmail.com. That is linked in the show notes along with Rich and I's Instagrams. Please DM us. That's how I found these incredible people, the happy gummy bear people, <laughs> Kara and Jake Escobar. Um, I believe, uh, Kara, you you DM'd us from, from listening to the show, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. And when you told me about your project, I thought it was so stinking cool, not only that you guys spearheaded building your own NFTs when it seems so confusing, but also to the way that you've done it and your mission and all that. So big intro, but first of all, thanks for jumping on. Can you explain a little bit when you heard NFTs, what made you decide to go ahead and create some? I mean, have y'all been like in this game for years and years when you decided to do this? No, we actually just barely learned about NFTs. Like we're kind of along the same lines as you guys, like NFT for newbies. Like we didn't learn about NFTs until maybe, maybe five or six months ago. And right when we heard about them, learned about them, we kind of just decided that we were going to be creators. I don't know. It was like we were learning the space while creating um, for the space. It was like really weird. Do you recommend that? Um, yeah, I actually do. I actually do. Because I feel like we learned a ton alongside um, like everyone else. And that was really exciting. I don't know. Just like doing it as we went. I don't know if that makes sense. Can you take me step one step from... One. This is a cool. Actually, no, no, no. Tell me how you came, you guys came up with the concept. We actually came up. Well, firstly, thanks for having us on. Yeah. This is super fun. Yeah, I love, no, love you. doing this. You know, thanks yeah. for that intro. This is really awesome. Uh, so we actually came up with a few concepts. We landed on gummy bears, and it was kind of like we just made the decision at the end of the day, being like, "Hey, these are kind of cool. I think everyone kind of likes gummy bears. They're kind of cute." First, our other, I'm trying to think, we we came up with like Grim Reapers, like a cute little Grim Reaper characters. Yes. And then we did trading cards that were like horror, yeah. like monster based. And then we're like, you know what, let's just do gummy bears. And then 
we landed on it. And so I think it was just more that we took the intuition being like, let's just decide on it and go with it <laughs> and then just keep going. And I think that's kind of what everyone should kind of do. Like, like what Kira said, she, we need to like the best way to learn is just by doing. Mm-hmm. And so as we are learning about this space, like, let's just jump in because that's, you know, you learn by doing. Yep. And there's you- a lot of things that we learned from it. When you're thinking about create, creating an NFT, is it just creating characters or like what else are you thinking behind just the characters? We settled on gummy bears. What else? You know, what's actually interesting of you saying that it made me realize that. So when we decided to do this and when we started, it took us like, what, two and a half months, three months to actually from start to finish to do this whole collection. At the very beginning, when we had this idea, there was maybe I can think off the top of my head, five collections and so what i mean by collections is like the there's a lot of uh collections dropping on OpenSea, which is the marketplace for nfts the biggest one of doing these ten thousand or more collection avatar um nft projects right so we were in that space but what you just reminded me of was i think there's kind of this culture behind it where we just kind of naturally gravitated towards like okay no one's done camels yet let's do camels Let's do snowmen. Mm. So I actually don't know the kind of culture behind that, but I think everyone thought that because I think one of the original ones was Bored Apes. Yeah. Um, and they came out with their 10,000, right? And so everyone was kind of like, oh, they did apes. Let's do aliens. Let's do zombies. Let's do, you know? And so oh. I think we, un- like, without knowing, been like, oh, let's just do gummy bears. But of course, with ours, we, we have a message behind it. Um, if you've seen, so just to kind of describe the gummy bears that we kind of did, they're afflicted, they have traits of pain. Um, they're like not having a good time, right? <laughs> but their faces are very, <laughs> yeah. Their faces are very stoic. They're very well composed, and it's like a sign of resilience and strength. So the whole message of our collection is that, you know, in world, like in life, stuff's kind of hard, but you can decide whether to you, you be in pain, but like you decide whether you want to suffer or not. And so mm. um, that's kind of the thing that we did. Mm. But kind of going back, um, yeah, like I, I don't know how we la- we just kind of landed on like let's do gummy bears. And I feel like a lot of projects, they do that, but they incorporate this roadmap. They ro- incorporate this utility. They incorporate <laughs> the idea, not just um, that they chose an avatar. But it might seem that, that way. People on the outside, they'll look and be like, oh, yeah, like it just seems like they're just doing penguins or you know what I mean? Yes. So, <laughs> I don't know if that answered your question too well. Totally. Because you're not just thinking about the image, you're thinking about the story behind it. And there's like some meaning there. That makes total sense. Rich, what do you have? Uh, I was just going to ask, are you guys creators already? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, are you sketching stuff out or are you just regular people with regular jobs doing regular <laughs> things? <laughs> we are regular, regular people with regular jobs. I think it's funny. Somebody early on in our project mentioned like, oh, you guys seem like a mom and pop type NFT project. I love it. Versus like a big corporation. <laughs> Because that's exactly what we are. I mean, like Jake has a full-time job that he works, you know, all day. He has a couple small businesses that he runs on the side. We have two children. I'm a stay-at-home mom. So my hands are full with my kids all day. And so like we are not artists, we but we are like creators, if that makes sense. We have, yeah. you know, a very, very, very small team behind us. And one of our team members who is our artist, I mean, she's not really even into the space. She doesn't really, I guess, understand what NFTs are, but she's phenomenal at what she does. And she executed the art and all of our ideas way more than we could have even expected. That's literally, so, sorry to interrupt. That's literally, uh, imagine 
you're starting your business and you need a logo or a website, like there's always going to be that person who could carry it out versus mm-hmm. your shitty drawings or like the Gary type mm-hmm. drawings. But mm-hmm. Heather, I have one more Don't question really Gary. quick. I have to say this. But I, did, we need like a, an hour of podcast. I know. Honestly. I know. How did how did you how did you go about finding an artist? Like, did you say, "Hey, this is what we need," and mm-hmm. she's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Yes, I'll do it. So I actually had been working with her, I think, for almost two years. That's what it feels like anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Her name's Germana. She's over in Italy. I found her when she was 16. I went on a hashtag on Instagram that had like 27 tags. It was under 100. Found her artwork. And I was like, hey, like, you want to work together? So I actually had her work. We've been working together for the last two years with... I had her like drawing some like cartoon designs for shirts that I wanted to do on Etsy, but then realized it wasn't going to work. And so we kind of been like, you know, just helping each other. But uh, yeah, we've been working together. But like you said, like the whole business aspect is like, well, we can't do this. Let's outsource it, you know, kind of like, oh, let's get some people together. And I feel like people, because there's a lot of artists, for example, in this space. But if you're not an artist, the thing it's you can still do it. Like you can still jump in. You can still and you don't even have to do art. You can do music. You can do poetry. You can you can literally do it's endless, basically kind of the opportunities that you can do. But that's kind of how we did it. We're like, okay, we can't do it ourselves, but let's kind of figure out how we can. And so we just hired out the work. Hey guys, we're going to take a really quick break to let you know about a course that I went through that I really loved and it's called NFTs Simplified. Now, this is from Sean Specey, who came out with this really short, easy to digest NFT course to help brand new newbies learn the how and why behind NFTs, how to buy NFTs, what in the world is minting phase, secondary market, a little bit about security. I originally connected with Sean because I loved his graphics and the way that he was able to draw out and literally simplify this whole NFT game. And even being in the space for quite a while and understanding some of these basic concepts when I went through the course, I just loved it and actually learned some things. It's linked up in the show notes. It's NFTs simplified and it's only 19 bucks. So click over there, grab the course. If you're like me and you need to see things visually drawn out, Sean's going to help you out. Again, that is NFTs simplified. If you guys could give a very high level idea of, okay, Brian comes in the kitchen, says, I want to make some NFTs, high, high level. What does that involve outside of drawing a character? Oh my gosh. (laughs) So much work. (laughs) How much time you got? So much work. Go ahead. High level. What am I doing? So you mean like just giving the best value and making it different? No. What do, how, how do I make an NFT? I draw this. Yes, she has yeah. it. She has it. Yep. I have this. Here it is. What does it take to get this to make it an NFT? Yeah. So I would say the easiest way to do that. So the biggest marketplace and the most well-known, everyone will hear about it, is OpenSea.io. And let's say that you it's a drawing, right? You will take the image as a JPEG, PNG, whatever it is, or even if it's video, you'll essentially upload it. And there's a process called minting. And so just if you understand uploading a picture to Facebook or anything like that, it's it's basically the same process. Minting, the only difference is, is people use that word because it actually makes it permanent within the blockchain. Um, and I'm sure you guys, you guys have touched on this in other episodes, yeah. but it's basically making the information permanent in the blockchain, which I try to understand it is kind of like the internet. It's this huge kind of void thing that you don't have to fully understand. You just know how to use it. Yeah. Um, and it makes it permanent. It makes it so it's there forever. And that's when people ask, what does minting mean? 
Minting it is essentially to bare bones is you're uploading the work into the technology, which is the cryptocurrency. In this case, Ethereum, but in the blockchain. And that's what you do. They make it super simple to list on OpenSea. So you go to OpenSea, you make your account, and then you would uh, take your artwork and then you would upload it essentially. And then you would, it's, it's, they, they're pretty good at go, streamlining that process for you. Now we've, I've seen on Discord, on Twitter, something, something's minting today. So it's going to be part of the blockchain. But why do people make noise about when something's minting? And is there a price differentiation when something is minted versus a couple of weeks later, depending on the popularity of the project? Yeah. So a lot of this space, specifically with bigger projects, uh, they use this terminology to, uh, pump it up, right? To make it all hype. And that's what we're seeing is this other cultural trend is like, you need to make this really hype based. And I think there's different reasons behind that because there's a lot of people who see this space as, is kind of day trading. They see it as an investment that whatever. Yeah. So for example, if there's a project that's launching, they're saying, you know, we're minting or we're making our, our project or our NFTs permanent today, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, that. Uh, people will see it as an opportunity to make money. They'll pay, for example, 0.05 Ethereum. Mm-hmm. And then they don't know. It could be something that, depending on the perception of that value of what other people see, or the, I guess, the hype or the emotional value, right, of this project, it could sell for one Ethereum, it could sell for five. Crazy. And so I think it's a lot of it is based upon that. It's kind of crazy. But... I think it also creates like FOMO. Like people have fear of missing out. Like, major and so they're just like you have to be like our day one like our day one you minted the project from the very beginning yeah. and i don't know i feel like people mm-hmm. in the space are like oh I, I was here from day one i minted yeah i, I mean it's traceable like you know what i mean you be yeah. Like, oh yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you can see who had it first if you if it's been bought and sold a bunch of times so yeah I want to make sure we give space. Uh, we have a few minutes left to really highlight. I think you guys have done, I don't know if this is like a popular thing. They were not, I've never heard of this. The way that you're selling your NFTs and the way that you're building community. Share with us that because it was like, I mean, Gary V's following y'all. Y'all are doing something. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's just say that was a very big day in our house for sure. <laughs> oh, Gary V, Gary V. <laughs> Holy shit. So, yeah, I think that so originally, so this project we have, we didn't have 10,000, we had 9,600 gummy bears, a little different, but the same, it's the same. Um, we were going to mint them or have people purchase them to mint uh, at 0.06 Ethereum per gummy bear. And for whatever reason, it was kind of like this impression, this like inspiration, this epiphany kind of thing a week before, or no, it was a few days before. And we're just like, you know, we should give these away for free. <laughs> and like, because in, in, in like, the grand scheme of it, if we were to sell out, we would have actually earned almost 600 Ethereum, which is, I think, like, a lot of time money. was like a million and a half. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys understood, like, our humble beginnings, I'd be like, you guys, we could be millionaires right now. And so when he came to me, to me with the idea that we were going to give him for free, I was like, oh, I love that. Lots of, <laughs> lots of tears, <laughs> lots of stress, but did you, we did you kind of case out after that? <laughs> no, you know, it was something Stop that we had multiple conversations about. And in the end, like I trust in his ability to provide for our family. I trust in his inspirations and, and the feeling that he felt. And honestly, it's been really, really rewarding awesome. in the end. That's so we, so yeah, so we gave him away for free. People still paid the gas. I don't know if, Yes. People are familiar with the gas. So it's basically a transaction fee to 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 mint or to purchase an NFT. Um, um, we sold. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. 
So in, in 20 minutes, we in under 20 minutes, we sold out. And I think from this, we really wanted to give value first. And we wanted to show people that there's a terminology that people use a lot in NFT space with big projects. It's called rug pulling or cash grabs, where there's teams that'll develop these projects. They'll pump it up, they'll hype it up, they'll sell out, and then they'll kind of disappear. Close we the want- Discord, close the Twitter, like don't deliver on the roadmap. So really hyped up projects that end up being nothing. And these people spent their Ethereum on that. So I think I we wanted that. to be like the opposite of Holy a rug pull, the opposite of a cash grab. I did not yeah, know that term. Col- I didn't either. Yeah. So instead of collectors taking the risk first, which essentially what it is they're investing on. So if you think of um, what is uh, a startup, Kickstarter, right? Yep. A Kickstarter. It's kind of like the same thing, but we wanted to do the opposite. We wanted people to, we wanted to take the risk first because we didn't even know if we were going to sell out. We had no idea. How, but how did you from de- it, determine the price? I'm sorry. I have to get that. <laughs> I know there's so many questions. <laughs> you know, how did you determine what you were, I mean, before you decided ultimately to give value first, but like if you were going to do 0.06 ETH, how did you guys decide on that? We were seeing the trends of other projects and their roadmaps and their utility and what they were pricing at. So it was really kind of a little bit of a guesstimate. I'm not a pro at market research or anything, but we were just like, you know what, 0.06. And if we want to get more people, we could possibly do 0.05. So we were even thinking of doing 0.05 just to make it fair. But this is so essentially was kind of what the other projects were a little bit doing in accordance to what value that they were giving and what we were going to give as well as our utility for our NFT. That's how we decided, essentially. So, yeah. There's a reason Gary Vaynerchuk's following y'all because y'all are badass. Like, this was so <laughs> stinking cool. We're going to have to have you guys back on again yeah. and dig into more of this because I know this is a huge, huge topic. Um, thank you for not only coming on, but this incredible work and leading by example. I think that's amazing. Where can people find you online and join your community? Yeah, so on Twitter, the handle is HLGummyBears. And Instagram, it's Happy Line Gummy Bears. And then you can find the information to our Discord on our Twitter. So yeah. come join so our Discord. It's always a good time. People are super supportive, super kind. We've got a lot of newbies to the NFT space within our Discord because we minted for free. So people jumped in when there was super low risk. And uh, right. yeah, that's where you can find us. We will link that in the show notes. Rich, do you Hold have some pod desk? Hold on. <laughs> Fourteen thousand followers. Yeah. If if yeah, I slow, go on Twitter a little bit, but if I go on Twitter and I write an awesome thread every day for the rest of my life, I won't hit fourteen thousand. <laughs> so good for you guys. And we have a question, right, Heather? We do. All right, here we go. Let's do two. Oh, I guess we'll both answer it, huh? We could do. We can do yeah. one and one. We're already a little bit okay. over, but that's all good. So we'll okay. do one. Who cares? Okay. One of you is going to answer first. this. Oh, this. Oh no! Let's, 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 let's do Kara first. first. Let's do Kara first. If you or your partner were pregnant, where would be the worst place to go into labor? Oh boy, uh, the worst place to go into labor would probably be the the line at Costco when you go to get gas <laughs> because you're stuck there forever. Or Chick Fil A, the Chick Fil A checkout. Chick Fil A would probably I, I, come out though. Like everyone would be somehow pregnancy delivery baby trained. Oh, you know what? That actually might be the best place to go into labor because then if you give your give birth, they'll give you like free Chick Fil A for life. I agree. They would be ready That's for awesome. it. All right, here we go. <laughs> Here's the other one. No. Nope, I got that one too. Shuffle the deck. Okay, here we go. What do you keep on your desk or workspace area that boosts your mood? Boosts my mood. Picture my wife. I knew it. Oh, <laughs> knew it. That was a setup. Y'all are You're the welcome. sweetest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> That's it. 